Welcome to Primary Attribute, or an actual play, Castles and Crusades podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the GM, which means I'm refereeing the rules, I'm running the world, I'm trying to kill all the players' characters, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam. Uh, I'm a player. I'm trying to survive Ian's shenanigans. Good luck. <laughs> I play as Vons. We are both he-hims, and Vons is a furry fox folk friend who uh, makes alchemy concoctions alchemic concoctions Vons is feeling ready to explore more of this uh weird chunk of the rock he's never seen before i'm erin i play erisine i use she or they pronouns and erisine uses she her pronouns erisine is uh you know just doing what she's always doing trying very very hard to make sure that no one dies which is weird for an assassin. Yeah, which is odd for an assassin. An assassin. Well, that's what makes Aaron, or not Aaron, that's what <laughs> makes Erisine an assassin and not like a soldier, is that very selective about who gets killed. <laughs> well, that's mm. true. Mm. Extremely selective. I'm Kelly, and I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. Uh, my pronouns and hers are she, her. And right this very moment, we're a little bit freaked out by uh, what's going on in the water below us. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. Both of us use he/him pronouns, and uh, Grix is uh, determined right now. He's he's got a mission. What what what's his mission? Fine cog. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> Have you forgotten why we're down here? No, no, I haven't. But Vaughn certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Adam. That seems like the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> Of that information. <laughs> Look, Vaughn's licked some al algae and, uh, you know, can't quite remember the last 15 minutes. Oh, Vaughn's has been just going nuts the whole time. Ever ever since yeah, he got his uh, little cannon thing. and Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bouncing off the walls. Do or climbing foxes them. have slit uh, pupils or... No. No. Uh, that's where that went, and no. And <laughs> yeah, we don't want another sheath conversation. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they have see how wide I'm smiling right now. That was so fucking funny. You guys, so like, I have to make a confession at this juncture. <laughs> I I have listened to that episode that came out this week at least six times. Oh Jesus, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real bad week. It was extremely comforting. And <laughs> it's just what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was a good episode from what I remember. It was a really happening. good episode. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with how Ericene got on with uh, Nara and Arcturus. Like obsessed. Maybe someday you'll get access to the debug menu and you can check your you know, relationship scores with them. <laughs> yeah. And now, Aaron, would you like to please recap the events of the last episode? Uh, sure. I don't have it written out, uh, cause this week really blew my hair back. So we all found stairs down after the tongue fighting. Um, we found a room full of 
diagnostic magical panels. And somehow Grix managed to fix a cable so that the magic was not arcing from one side of the room to the other. It was real weird. There was like a cable that was loose or something. It was real weird. Then we found a giant space with magic conduits running across the entire length of the floor and rainbow colors were illuminating the entire room. Grix and Wealthy went back to understand the diagnostic panels that were leading to this, that were like reading the measurements of this room. They found that they could adjust crystals to figure out how, I don't know, just different things as needed to measure the conduits. There was no, it was not obvious what adjusting those crystals would do, just that if they adjusted the crystals, they would be able to read different things. And Wealthy tried to compare the readings to Cog's notebook. Ericene and Vons investigated the large room with the rainbow colors, and Ericene heard a scratching sound that moved away when we approached, and then... Ericene and Vons investigated the doors and found a, car- a cog mark on the far door. We went through the far door and eventually found another big giant space uh, with a giant glowing magical construction 60 to 80 feet below us that looked, quote, unhappy. There was water in the bottom of the room and something was moving around in it. And there was a catwalk about 20 feet above us as well. So that is where we ended. Yeah. So to pick up where we left off. The room you're in is, as stated, fucking enormous. Mm-hmm. How enormous exactly, you say? Well, here when I wrote this set of my notes, it says 600 feet on each side. So, you know, big. Mm. Is that actually accurate? We'll find out. (laughs) It's dark. We can't can't judge distances very well. I I am a very good example in this dungeon of the trope that writers have no sense of scale. Uh, You're also in a giant ass mountain. But yeah, so uh, you guys are on a catwalk. The catwalk up here appears to be made of stone. What you can make out below you, those appear to be metal. There are three stories below you. Basically, catwalk you're on, a catwalk level below that, so there's not an entire floor. Catwalk level below that, so there's not an entire floor. And then the actual like, ground floor. Okay. In the center of all of this is probably the biggest contiguous crystal any of you have ever seen. Oh. This thing is easily probably about 30 feet across in oh, diameter. shiny. Good lord. Yeah, it appears to be secured in place with a large number of stone and iron fittings, like from the ceiling and from the floor. Although, from what you can tell, this appears to be from kind of where you see that uh, the glow cut off, it appears to be embedded in the floor. And you can see the tip of this crystal getting within about five feet of the ceiling of the level that you're at. And the ceiling in here above you is like, 10, 15 feet. 
the crystal is glowing that same like rainbow melange of colors. It's illuminating the room, but not very well. If you're within like 10, 20 feet of it, it counts as dim light. There's a lot of it, but it's... I think especially for those of you who are particularly light sensitive, this comes off as very weird. Because, like, you know this thing is super bright, but the drop-off is really, really, really fast. Okay. It's like a real low-powered light. Like, kind like of, a laser yeah. light. Or like... Just, just kind of half the speed of light. Like the light range is being limited by something. Kind of, yeah. It's it's like it's, uh, yeah, much like, like this light is bright enough that it should go, when you're looking directly at it, that it should go further than this, but it's only making it out, like, 10, 20 feet. So uh-huh. is it resulting in like a soft diffused edge or is it bright yeah, and then it just stops being bright like existing it's, a, it's kind of it immediately goes like soft and there's like just enough light in here that you can kind of make out the gist of the space but yeah you would expect this thing to be illuminating this place like it was daylight from its size and it's not doing that so it's bright to look at but it's not giving off a lot of light correct yes okay i just Wanted to make sure I understood what you were saying. You know, that was a much more straightforward and logical way to put it, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, so not giving And I'm a lot sorry of I'm light. asking so many questions about the nature of the light, nope. but that tells us like, oh, no. what it is, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, something like that could be something that's burning super, super hot, or it could be something that's just like further away than we think it is. I think it's probably like the same kind of crystals as the ones that I've got and the ones on the control panel, right? Kind like of like the the self the self emitting light. Yeah, it's doing the same thing. But keep in mind the conduits themselves also shed light. Sure. Okay, I see. And you do see a number of those kind of sneaking through the room at various levels ah. too. So maybe this is where the conduits get the juice from. But I think I would have been to where the conduits get their juice from, right? So you're now at the level. Keep in mind how far down you went. Yeah, you're hitting the levels where that's the deep delve crew specifically. Okay. Because those crews are equipped, A, to be gone for days at a time, because it took you a while just to get here, mm-hmm. much less do any maintenance. Sure. Um, you can see that the scale of these areas is larger than any individual piece of equipment you tend to work with, or like group of equipment. Yeah. And also those groups are trained for combat in a way that the standard maintenance crews aren't. Sure. Yeah. So you may have seen one of these once, and you've certainly heard them described. And knowing that, you know, this is basically a ginormous power distribution junction thing. Okay. Very specific, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. I say these are one of the things that is one step closer to the core and kind of one step further upstream compared to that junction near Nara's distillery. Got it. Like, this may not be going directly to the core, but if it's not, there's only like one or two hops between it and the core itself. And you have never seen the core. Cog has never seen the core. He mentioned mm-hmm. in a very early episode that once you get to this point, people start getting vague and not liking to tell you things mm. about the specifics of how things work. Like yeah. that information is there, it's just restricted to kind of higher level people. It's because the core is actually a thousand people in hamster wheels. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand wizards in hamster wheels. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's what makes it inefficient. They all have really <laughs> low con scores. <laughs> Gotta juice those, uh, gotta juice those wizards. God fucking <laughs> Oh, gross. What is it even from? Us. I was about to ask if it was us. 
it seemed on brand for like three things. And I was like, there's no way we would have done that. But no, I remember that more of that no, conversation. No, no, we definitely said that. That's definitely a thing that was said out loud by somebody in this group. I'm so proud of all of us. <laughs> but anyway, so you're on a catwalk. There's a bunch of space down there. Oh, right. And the uh, ground floor kind of has a weird diffuse glow to it because the light's going a little bit farther and more importantly refracting off of you can't tell how deep it is but there's water down there like mm. a lot of standing water and you can see that something is moving through it the water is being disturbed but you don't have a good enough view to see what's doing it really okay would the water otherwise be still probably you're okay. not familiar with this location it's possible it's actually a wave pool. I just don't know about it, but yeah, like this is clearly not meant to be a place that stores water and it's clearly not meant to be a place that uh, has any sort of canal or underground river or anything running through it. I'm sorry. Did you say that the um, whatever's in the water is also glowing? No, rather you can you can't make out what it is because that glow isn't super strong. You can see that there is like motion in the water that's clearly going like linear directions, but you can't see what's basically causing the disturbance in the water. The crystal touches the water, goes into the water. It goes into the water, yeah. And yep. you think it goes into the floor, but it's hard Got to it. tell for sure. Got and, oh, Adam, I see. what were you asking? So, well, that kind of answers it. That means that uh, the, the movement that you're talking about is seeing we're seeing in the water itself. It's not just ripples on the surface or anything. Correct, yeah. Or... You're seeing that the surface is disturbed. It's hard to tell if something's splashing down into it or if something is It's something in underneath the water. It. Yeah. It's something in the water. Something is intersecting with the water while moving. I I have a question. Uh there is no fishing minigame. Damn it. Oh yeah, sorry. I, I didn't had to even for time. think of that. That's <laughs> that's a great question. But no, uh are any of the walls wet? Or is, like, the crystal itself wet? Now that you mention that, it would be, yeah. Um, it's really fucking humid in here. Mm -hmm. And it's really hot. It's not as hot as it was in that um, big dry room you were in with mm -hmm. the uh, slope. But oh yeah, it's still pretty damn warm in here. And there's basically condensation sticking to everything, including, it seems, the crystal okay. itself. But... Okay, but, I guess. Or, or sorry, I... there's no sign of like it's not as wet as if there was water just behind a wall or flowing down one of the sides or anything like that. Okay, so there's no like directional movement of water down the sides from what I can see. From what you can see, no. And how far does the catwalk go uh, all the way around the room? Yeah, it goes all the way around this space and. You can kind of see below because they intersect with the crystal. There's some sort of catwalks that are around the crystal. Can I see like how to get to the catwalks that go around the crystal? You'd have to go down at least one level. Okay. And you can see vaguely there are little, uh, there are like catwalks going off of it. But again, the light isn't getting super far. So okay. it's hard to tell exactly how those are going. There aren't that many of them also, I should say. Oh, I was going to put the lantern out, but if it's not, like, throwing light very far, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm trying to remember how far lantern light goes. I'm not sure this game defined it. But, yeah, actually, you're high enough up, you're not going to get much of a better view. 
I think if you hold the lantern out, you kind of get... Well, I'm more concerned with, like, if there's stuff on the catwalk. Oh, on the catwalk that you're standing on? Yeah. Uh, There does not appear to be beyond... Um, There's a few of those kind of conduit junctions, or at least that same kind of, like, diagnostic equipment, although it's smaller scale. And let's see. I think that's it for what you see here. I'm honestly most concerned with, like, if we start walking around the catwalk, I want to be able to, like, see what, where I'm going. Yeah, you, you, know? you will like, be able to do that for sure. see if there's anything on there. Yeah. So I don't need the lantern to see what's or on the you, catwalk. you do need the lantern to see what's on the catwalk. Okay, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so. It's okay. Yeah, the lantern will work for you to see what's on the catwalk. Um, if you are navigating this space without a lantern, it's much like if you... The only light you have in, say, a hallway is through moonlight from an open window in another room that has the door open. Like, just enough to not run into the walls, but that's about it. Okay, okay. Good to know. Um, Great. I'm going to be like, uh, should we, like, find the way to get down or, like, get over to the crystal? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do we we even want that crystal? Well, well, it's it's big. Well, we don't want the crystal, but but uh, well, what what Cog do you mean? Cog was down here looking for something wrong, and uh, well, that's wrong. <laughs> and Cog came this way, so I figure he saw it. Uh, fair enough. What what do you think is wrong? Well, uh, there's the water shouldn't be down there. We gotta see if there's a way to drain it, or uh, okay. Well, yeah. like Grix starts unbuttoning his shirt and uh. <laughs> Taking off his shoes, getting ready to... to Grix is... Uh, sorry, Ericene's gonna be like, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> so, the... the There's there's not, like, water, like, moving down the walls or anything that we can see. I think we should assume that the whatever's in the water down there is, like, a security system. Like, they put the water here, and then they oh. put whatever that stuff is to, like, keep it secure. That is not wit's takeaway at all. Erisine <laughs> <laughs> would totally read security system over like anything out of the ordinary, though, wouldn't she? Well, it's more that like you know that's kind of her area of expertise is like figure out what the security threat is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Erisine mm-hmm. knows this would make a fantastic security system. This would make a yeah. fucking fantastic security system. But also, Grix, if you tried to dive in from here, you would die. Probably. Oh. Well, actually, you're lighter than humans, so you might you might fare I'm, better. I'm like an ant. We actually, uh, uh, Cobalt can't die from falling. Well, terminal that velocity is, is terminal velocity. Yeah. That's, uh, there, there's a maximum speed you're capable of hitting before you yeah, slam exactly. into whatever gravity is pulling Plus, anytime all of you jump, I immediately do all the calculations like you're in a vacuum, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's spherical. Ericene's gonna like propose that before we assume that that water isn't supposed to be here, we should investigate whether there is a way that the water is getting in here. Because if the water is getting in here, then it's maybe not supposed to be here. If the water is not getting in here and just is is in here, then it's a security system. <laughs> 
Well, maybe, but uh, I don't think these uh, crystals like getting wet. Well, which which makes I me mean, think that, there uh, could be. Is that not true? Are you proposing you they don't go care down there too much about off? getting wet? Okay, at least inherent to themselves. Okay, water is tends to corrode things or wear things down over time. Got but it. it's not like dropping a. But it's power only been five hundred years. Okay, yeah. it's, it's not like dropping a. A toaster and a puddle. Got it. Toaster's probably not going to work again. (laughs) It's not like dropping Mentos into a Coke. No, that's not different. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) It's not, I mean, you know, reactions. Yeah. It would take a very long time for water to have an adverse effect on a crystal like that. I I didn't mean for a a crystal. I meant for the power in the crystal. Ah, okay. Assuming all the connections are okay, water isn't a huge effect on it. Okay, cool. In that case, never mind. Uh, Perhaps it is a security system then. Yeah, so uh, so is there a way down? We got a ladder in here or anything? I think we should just, like, walk around. And also, like, it would be good to know if there's a way out of here on this level and, like, you know, see if there's any cog marks again. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, right or left? Let's go right. I feel like we. I feel like. I feel like Ericene keeps going left, and I don't know why that is. Sure. All right. So you head to the right. You do occasionally see, like a couple of pipes, not conduits, but pipes, with Oof. some diagnostic dials on them. Griggs, you know this is pressure measurement. Yeah. You have your very handy and always helpful giant designation number <laughs> yep which is super great without the reference yep, yep yep but everything seems fine you walk a little bit further and it looks like a large part of the walkway has crumbled away on the left hand side there's still like two or three feet on kind of the outer side but the railing and the walkway itself have fallen so you can get past it just it broke is this a metal walkway, or is it stone? Uh, the one you're on is stone. Okay. But yeah, because Aristine has a lantern, and once you have dark vision, that's not going to be a uh-huh. big problem. Back, take a running leap. Uh, I should clarify, this thing is like, you know, 30 feet wide, oh, crumbled okay. area. So I would suggest just I think we it. need to go, go around, go, turn around and go the other way. Yeah. No, there's, there's safe to pass by it. It's there's space to pass by it. You just need to hug the wall. Um, are we sure that we this should... isn't going to crumble beneath our weight? Um, I will say that as the you know second largest member of the party and <laughs> and one of the ones with the you know decent deck score, I'm going to like. Oh, I'm gonna give the rope. I'm gonna give like one end of the rope to Jasper. And I'm gonna take the other end of the rope and tie it around my waist, and then I'm going to like uh, walk out onto the like like onto the the remaining catwalk okay. section very carefully. And I want to. Is it possible to listen to the like what the stone is doing while I'm like walking out? Not really. Not really. Okay, that's fine. Just because, like, 
it would do something in reaction to you shifting, and that's too fast for the kind of listen check that you normally make. Okay. At least for anything major. So yep, you give the rope to Jasper, who immediately loops it around a nearby pipe and then takes the end. Sure. Greg steps up and uh, puts a hand on it as well. All right. It's above his head, but he puts a hand on it as well. <laughs> uh, Jasper can just give you the back end, so you... Oh, yeah. All right, we got you, boss. All right, and Aerosene starts scooting on out. How many feet of rope do you have? Like a, a hundred feet of silk rope. That'll do it. Cool. Wanted to make sure you had enough to get across and didn't run out of uh-huh, your uh-huh. line. <laughs> Most of the way, but not all the way there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you start going across. Can you roll a d10 for me, please? Yes, I can. Ooh, it's a 10. I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting either way. It's exciting. Yeah. uh, So you're going across. At some spaces, it does get narrower. It's the kind of press your back against the wall and go sideways level of width. Not, Not terribly so. Not you have to be good at this to do it. Just... And you skirt your way around. Um, you hear a couple of small things kind of go tumbling down because you're being very aware of this whole trip. Uh-huh. It's like gravel or, you know, tiny chunks that were already loose and were up on this walkway that you like hit with your foot and they went, you know, rolling down. Wealthy gives a little gasp. <laughs> but you do take some time. Um, you run into a couple of pipes too that are attached to the wall, but... You're able to kind of wiggle your way around them, and you do make it across with... Or, I should have you make a dex check. Um, <laughs> so, make a dex check, please. Uh, you should have me make a dex check. Because um, I rolled a six, although that is Ooh. a primary attribute. <laughs> six total? Six total. What did you get on the die? I got a two. Oof. Lucky you. Uh, yep. <laughs> Wealthy definitely gives a little gasp. Yeah, with a six, I think what happens is, Ericene, you run into a point where basically the walkway is almost totally gone, and uh-huh. but there's like a pipe going down, so you can like grab onto it and kind of swing around uh-huh. again fairly easily. But when you try to do that, you feel the pipe start giving way and, it, you know, step back immediately, but don't think that it would be able to. Or at least that you could move fast enough through this motion or in a way to stop it from breaking loose. Okay. And, it's, sorry, seeing something else happens. As you do that, and you feel the pipe kind of creak and you go back, right before you take your hand off of it, uh, you feel very hot, not quite scalding, but like right on that borderline, a water dribbling down over your hand. Like, it's a very small amount, but... Hmm. I'm like, ow! Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you got a splinter? No, there's no wood. No, there's no wood. It was just like a drip of hot water. Huh. Maybe it was just condensation on the pipe? I don't know. Well, uh, condensation tends to be cold, because uh, it gotta condense. Yeah, good point. Um... But, like, it's so humid in here, you know? Like, maybe it's just condensing 
for lack of anything better to do. <laughs> that, uh, that's not how water works. But uh, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, okay, tiny magic man. I believe you. I'm an engineer. <laughs> but you're a uh, magical engineer. Yeah, but also I do plumbing. <laughs> He's an applied tiny magical man. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's... Uh, was was it leaking from the pipe? I don't know. I had okay. to keep All moving right. very quickly, and yeah. I couldn't tell. And I I'll don't know anything about this. I mean, I'll this was after you. I guess, yeah, you probably would have taken your hand off to make sure it stopped moving away from the wall. So, yeah. <laughs> You're not positive, but it did, like, run over your hand. So, basically, it wasn't just droplets. Anyway, uh, you can make your way back without any issue, if that's what you want to do. So, have I been stopped from continuing across? Yeah, basically, you would need to use this pipe to swing around, and it is not stable enough for you to do that, basically, safely. Hmm... Like, you might be able to do it, but given how it felt when you even just kind of started putting your weight on it, it would probably bend or break the pipe. How far to the next, like, safe spot from this pipe? Given where it's crumbled away, it's like a couple feet. Basically, you can straddle the safe spaces if you're hanging from the pipe and, like, on the outside of it. Hmm. So it's a bit of a stretch, but... Could be done, but that would have your weight on the pipe. Everything just and it back. kind of like petered out to where it had crumbled. Like it hit, like the crumbling had like petered out, and then on the other side, it like peters back in. Kind of, yeah. Like it had gotten okay. to maybe like where you actually put your foot at the last kind of safe space near the pipe that isn't just crumbled off is like six inches wide. Kind of enough to hmm. plant a boot on and or keep the ball of your foot on as you're swinging out. Um, and then the other side, it looks like there's a slightly more substantial ledge, but it's like two feet wide. On the other side, it's more substantial. Yes. And how wide around is the pipe? Uh, six to eight inches. Uh, hmm. Just I want to jump. F- I want to oh, jump God. for it. Okay, so to do that, basically to get the right angle, you're going to need to back up along the walkway just a little bit to kind of where it gets wider, so you can go from wider spot to wider spot. It's still going to be real close for you to land this. Sure, that's fine. I get it. All right. Um, So. I want to be like, give me some slack. You got it. Okay. So this is going to be two things. Okay. It is going to be a strength check first that will influence the dex check that comes after that. Okay. So strength check for distance, dex for not launching yourself at the wrong angle and flying off in an open space. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so uh, strength check first, please. That is a 12, and that is not a primary attribute. (sighs) All right. Uh, so you go, you run, you go for this jump. God. You kind of feel as you do the jump that you didn't get enough oomph behind it. Okay. Basically, you're going to land not at 
not on your feet. The edge of the ledge you're going up to is going to hit at your waist or your chest. Okay. And with that in mind, please make a dexterity check. Um, I rolled another 12, but that is a primary attribute. All right. <laughs> so, and you're holding the lantern, right? You have to be to see where you're at. I was going to, like, put the lantern, like, on my belt loop again. Yeah. But just so everyone yeah. can see you because you have a lantern is yes, what I meant. Yes, everyone can see me. <laughs> so everyone sees Erisene. Go for this jump. Erisene mm. lands. You basically collide into this ledge with your chest and get, like, your arms uh -huh. up on it. Uh-huh. And you start sliding back. Uh because that is not a super secure way to do things. And then kind of as you're starting to get a grip, uh, the piece under one of your elbows gets <gasps> out and you fall. <laughs> I'm like, <Erisine>! uh! <laughs> And Erisene falls. And let's figure some stuff out. <laughs> I have a rope tied around my waist. You do. It is 100 feet of rope. So basically it will only help you depending on how far you fall. Basically. Oh, yeah, so if you fall less than 100 feet. <laughs> Crashing. Erisene and 50 well, feet like, of slack Jaspar's rope hit the holding, water. But Jasper is holding the other end of the rope. Right, you're just pretty far out along the thing at this point. So you have like 30, 40, 40 feet of rope behind you. Uh-huh. So it would, basically there's no anchor point past that. So like if you're falling down more than 30 or 40 feet, then yeah, Jasper's anchor point will matter. But if not, the, ro the rope is never going to go taut to begin with. Okay, fine. That's fair. I mean, you said that there was a catwalk like 60 to 80 feet below us. Closer than that, actually. So the ground floor is 60 to 80 feet below you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Sorry, that wasn't super clear. So you do fall. Um, you fall onto, you kind of have this moment where you're just in free fall which is never very comfortable and i guess make one more dexterity check but also roll a d6 another dex check and a yeah. d6 okay <laughs> rolled a natural one on my dex check <laughs> um it's and i got a wealthy tart five on my d6 okay with the one that these six did not matter. <laughs> so yeah, you fall and you, um, because of kind of the way you fell in the distance you're falling, you're pretty much going to smash into this lower catwalk with some combination of your ass and your back <laughs> and or your heels. It's, you, you can't get in a good position Okay. to absorb anything. And you are not a cat. Yeah. Um, sorry, I need to look something up. A version of the book I haven't used before, so I sure hope everything's in the right place. How far down did I fall? 15 feet. Well, that's not too far. Let's see. It's so, not good, but it's not crazy far. Um, so you fell 15 feet, which, because of the way this appears to work, basically puts you in the 10 to 20 foot bucket. Yeah, so, fun thing about Castles and Crusades fall damage is it works as this is apocryphal. Gygax actually meant falling damage to work in the original edition of D&D, &D, <laughs> where you added the height's damage together 
as you went. Mm, cumulative, yeah. Six plus two plus three plus... Yeah, 1d6 for the first 10 feet, 2d6 for the second. In this case, somewhere between, somewhere above 10 feet or so, you uh, take 3d6. Hmm. Oh, gross. Yeah, um, so Ericene. Oh no! Oh good, because it's not like falling damage was the worst kind of damage already in most role-playing games. You're probably fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's not great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I already rolled. And I probably pull my punches too often anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you all see Ericene fall. <sighs> you see Ericene kind of hit completely uncontrolled. And the problem with falling uncontrolled is you don't control what part of your body hits, which means when you basically fall on your butt, you know, you fall backwards. And you all hear a pretty significant crack as Ericene's head hits the walkway. Ah. <laughs> Boss, we don't gotcha! Ah. <laughs> Ericene, you take 14 damage. <laughs> Uh, which means she's down. Good times. I only had nine hit points. Sweet. Uh, so I'm at a negative. Five. I'm at negative five. <laughs> oh no! And let's see. One sec. <laughs> Pretty sure I know where that puts you. <laughs> you are unconscious and gravely wounded. But you are not bleeding out. Congratulations. Woo. Well, she's at the end of a row. Speaking of. <laughs> yeah, we just pull her back up. <laughs> the best thing to do with someone with a potential like head or back injury is yank them around by a rope. <laughs> um, Vaughn, well, yeah, do we, you we have... got the healing potion. And, do you uh, have a healing sorry, potion, Just Vons? real quick. You also hear the lamp break. Oh, beans. Oh, fuck! <laughs> so... Ericene's on a graded walkway. Uh-huh. But you do see the telltale signs of oil spilling out and catching, and a lot of it's dripping down. Oh, no! But I think you also see the... What kind of armor do you wear, Ericene? I wear a leather um, coat. Okay, so I think you kind of see... You can see it's licking up against the leather coat. Also, it's very lucky you wear oh, leather. <laughs> ah, Fonz, shoot her with the cannon. <laughs> oh, you want me to finish her off? What are you talking about? <laughs> the cannon for deploying potions and shit. <laughs> um, how far away is she? Well, also, you could use it to put the fire out. Let's see. Uh, here, take my water bottle. <laughs> Why do I keep doing shit that requires me to find hypotenuses? <laughs> 40 feet over, fell 15 feet. Ooh, so, um, Ericina's about uh, 42.72 feet away from you. Wouldn't she have swung back if she was only on 30 feet of um, rope? No, because the rope's 100 feet long. And actually, that's okay. A, okay. Or she, she would have swung back, but I think. Because it didn't fall, or rather, because it didn't fall um, all 40 feet. Well, and I told them to give me some slack. That too. Okay. Yeah, so even if it was, 
we're going to call this 40 for any range calculations <laughs> anyway. It's fine. So. Hand wave it. I mean, I've only got a couple shots with this thing. Um, so what do you mean? considering I can't hit a target with a sandwich at 20 feet, I'm <laughs> going to recommend we find a way to get to her. All right. Well, you, you get, or to her, get right? her over here. So, uh, you know that fire thing that's happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vons, give me your cannon, now! You have an out-of-game timer ticking down now. Yeah. Please try to get there within five real-time minutes. <laughs> I will pause it for any weird questions or calculations. Has my spider climb oil worn off? Yes. Then I'm, I'm suggesting that I use more spider climb oil and just get to her. Is she in water right now? She's not. She fell no. on the catwalk. She's on a catwalk. Okay, so is that catwalk, that catwalk is not directly connected to the surface that I'm on right now. That is something that I would have to swing or jump or fly to. Yeah. Then uh, is there anything prohibiting me it from- It is also next to a wall. Okay. Is there anything prohibiting me from uh, using spider climb to just run along the wall and get to her? Nope. All right. Doing that then. <laughs> there we go. All right. You take your spider climb oil, you kind of probably get to a part that you can swing your, your paws onto the wall below you, and you make your way down, and you run over. And you have an air scene and a smoldering leather coat and um, some oil that's on fire next to a broken lamp. Okay, well, Vons doesn't weigh a lot, but he's going to uh, try to pull air scene away from the oil first all right vons make a wisdom check oh, for me crap. this makes sense i promise <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh as erisine mumbles in fear of vons's wisdom check uh i just put got a 13 on the die and i think my wisdom actually subtracts one my level adds three so 15 all right and then erisine how much do you weigh Oh, uh... Um, oh, no, wait. My wisdom does not subtract one, so it's a 16. Ooh. I'm 140 pounds. All right. Vons, also make a strength check. My strength does subtract one. <laughs> yes. Oh, but I rolled a 19. So that's 21. All right. So with that, you manage to drag Erisene away from the fire, and you do it fast enough that when... Her pant leg drags through it. It does not catch. And you have moved her out of the fire. And the timer stops. Congratulations. All right. That oh, gives me uh, <sighs> that gives me time to find the appropriate potion and administer. Yes. And we don't have so. to change her name to kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm mad at you. That was good. <laughs> Aaron is so upset. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am not amused. <laughs> I don't think you're amused by much right now. Kind of a good state of mind for a dungeon crawl, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing okay. is funny. Everything is serious, or we all die. <laughs> so, does this sound Speaking more of... like a cure light wounds or an aid situation? I'm suspecting aid. Uh, no. No? Aid increases your temporary hit points, or your maximum hit points temporarily. It does not heal uh, on its own. Okay, so it raises the ceiling. Yeah. 
and it doesn't pull. If Ericene were up, I would say so, but it's going to be inherently limited by the fact that when a character is in negatives and you magically heal them, it takes them to zero. Right. No matter how much you roll over. And if you roll under, you'd have to heal a second time. So Great. Well, I've only got two Cure Light Wounds potions. So I guess that's both of them to get her back up to functional. Or you could rest. That would also work if if people are willing to do that for, for a minute. Well, it would be more than a minute. Well, in-game, yeah. Five, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fourth edition. You can't trick me. <laughs> Because it was fifteen, um, yeah. Well, Actually, let's see. Gonna... Uh, Vaughn's wealthy. Vaughn's and wealthy make intelligence checks. Oh, for God's sake! That is a whopping ten. Yeah, I only got up to ten myself. Okay, granted, wealthy isn't very close to this situation, but neither of you know how long exactly that resting period would be. So I guess uh, I guess I just sit here with a fire burning next to me on metal, so it's not spreading. Although it's getting hot, I imagine. If it starts feeling too hot, I just start dragging Ericene a little bit further away from it. You've moved far enough away. With that nineteen, you dragged her a few yards away, and you are no longer in any danger of that fire. And because it's a graded floor, it's not spreading very far. All right. Uh, I guess I'll just hang out here for a minute and occasionally poke Ericene in the face and see if she's responding. And, Did you uh, give me anything? Yeah, I also have that question. Yeah, Do I need to, to, to pull her up? Or will she eventually recover on her own, given the long rest? You don't know how long it's going to take, but given what happened when you knock those two guys out and left after several more minutes... It's going to take at least a while, but like Ericene looks pretty hurt. I think there's probably uh, when you moved her, there's some uh, there's some nice oozy blood on the back of her head. <laughs> ah, okay. So she at least needs first aid. Maybe some mending glue. Give her the cure light wound. So Just give her the she... give her the cure light wound. So that down. she's not bleeding. But do I need to throw both of my cure light wounds potions at nah. her? Because I've only got the two. And yeah, no, I don't know no, if no, you guys no. realize this, but we're like in the middle of this thing and we're accident I prone. I feel like we can't know that until you give me one of them. Yeah. One is enough. One one will be fine. All right. Uh, so I'll administer one and then we rest. Well, then we find out how many hit points I get <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, that too. Because depending on what you roll, this might That's not. That's my point. Is, like, is, it, is it my roll or hers? We can't. It's yours. yours. Okay. I will always make it yours. <laughs> so I rolled a 17. That is not what we roll for this. Um, uh, okay. You don't have to. <laughs> I roll a you don't d10? Have to, yeah, you, uh, no, I think it's a d8. Eight. Eight. D8, got a d8. Uh, I rolled a one. Cool. Oh my god, <laughs> you have literally never rolled well on this <laughs> roll. Ever. So, Ericene was at negative five. Now she's at negative four? Negative four. Yeah. All right. So, I need another Cure Light Wounds potion then? Yep. All right. (laughs) The second one, I get an eight. All right. You kind of feel around and you feel whatever cut had opened on Ericene's head has closed. And she hasn't woken up yet, but 
that's not necessarily super surprising, given how hard she hit her head. Am I just back up to zero now? You're at zero, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm out of potions, so that's as far as I can take you. Yeah. Or anybody for the rest of this trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, Jasper and, Jasper and, uh, Grix and I, we need to get down there to the catwalk. Yeah. So I would imagine we need to go back the way we came and go left instead of right. I mean, Jasper is also holding the end of a rope. Well, that's true, and he can probably jump 15 feet, no problem. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, so he can lower then, both of you down. Yeah, then we'll lower down. Do we have to make a climb check or anything? No, because you can hold on while Jasper lowers okay. you. He gets to roll. Uh-oh. All right, Jasper, I'll catch you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, what he does is... Uh, I'm going to say that for simplicity, for making it so that uh, Vaughn's pulling you particularly far away made sense, that little fire uh, did burn through the rope just enough that when Vons was pulling you, it snapped. That that makes sense. Yeah, they now have like a 90-95 foot long rope. Very exciting. <laughs> I will mark that. So um, Jasper tosses one end down to Wealthy and Grix to counterbalance him while he uses it to quickly slide down the 15 feet. Back in second edition in high school, I had a DM who uh, would measure changes to the rope over time, make make us track changes to the rope over time as you like splice two ropes together. Okay, well, that was a 50 foot rope and a 50 foot rope, but a one foot slice between the two of them. So now you have a, a 98 foot rope. Yeah, it was fun. No, not. <laughs> As both someone who's played in a simulationist game and a former Boy Scout, I respect it. I get why it's not fun, but I respect it. <laughs> I feel like that is exactly how my dad would play Dandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a foot of rope a piece might be a little bit shy for if you're really expecting it to hold weight. No, nah, well, you, you can... splice it properly. If you <laughs> splice it properly, it can hold. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of knots that are really good for that and just yank themselves tighter when you put weight. Uh-huh. against them. Yeah, you all make it down, and because of the counterbalancing thing, Jasper can bring the rope with you instead of leaving it tied off. Cool, so you are all there. I think as you're making your way over, Jasper being the only person besides Erisene who wears shoes, um, stamps out what's left of the lamp and that flame. And yeah, you all are next to Erisene, who is unconscious. Huh. Yeah. Uh. Guess this is where we live now. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, hang out. Hang um, I'm going to take off my cloak and put it under her head. I was about to do something like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Good, good move. Good move. And then I'm going to sit there by her shoulder. Yeah, I think Jaspar does what he did for Grix and gets his bag under Arison's feet. And <laughs> y'all can just use her cloak as a blanket. And yeah, so Arison's all set. Are we... <laughs> Taking a long rest now. <laughs> Apparently. Some version of it, yes. Grix uh, wants to uh, see if he can see anything with the fire dripping down below. And like, oil on the water and fire on the water. Has the, the ripples or whatever changed? 
So there wasn't that much oil, relatively speaking. Sure. And it probably pretty much, like it was all going down in droplets at that sure. distance. So it probably extinguished by the time it hit the water. Got it. Or it well, still, but like the disruption the to the water from this, did it cause any change to the other disruption in the water? I'm thinking like, you know, like when you're fishing, if you like, you know, yeah, flick I, some I think... pebbles into the water, fish come up sometimes and are like, hey, what's up? Yeah, um, I think kind of by the time you're in place for this, you've reached pretty close to the end of how long that lamp of oil would be burning, since it's all spilled and sure. not going controlled amounts. But I think you do see, so the, uh, you know, the oil fire drips down another layer. You see it drip through whatever it's landing on there. You have dark vision though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can see there's another graded walkway down there. Uh -huh. You kind of lean out. And then it drips down to the water itself, and you see, uh, I think you managed to get there right before the first major drips really hit, and uh -huh. you see something, one of the disturbances of the water, make a beeline away from that spot hmm, for about, you know, 10, 15 feet. Interesting. Huh. One of the disturbances of the water. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. So, so are we <laughs> doing a on the water <laughs> and fire on the grate? <laughs> Crix wants to check in with the group before disturbing the water. So, uh, so uh, if we're gonna hang out here for a bit, uh, I got some spells left for the day, and uh, I was thinking maybe uh, see if I can figure out what what what's going on down there. What uh, what do y'all think? I'm still trying to figure out what Ericene was jumping at in the first place. We're trying to get the other a, side of the ledge. Yeah. Yep. All right. No, it'd be nice to go back up there and see what's around the rest of the rim, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen right now. I'm just going to add to my character sheet a note that Vons is writing to himself to make more spider climb oil so that we uh, run into <laughs> fewer of these situations. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> hey, you still got a couple minutes of that. You could go up and take a look. Nope, I'm Since out of around the rest of the rim. No, oh. but like you still have a couple minutes left of the one that you took. That's ah, true. Okay, well then, yeah, by all means, uh, let's go. <laughs> Volunteer. Let's, yeah, Vons is just going to be I like, also find it sure. fascinating that you didn't offer that to Ericene when she was going across the dangerous thing. I don't thing, know if you but noticed, but Ericene seemed real excited about uh, tying rope and <laughs> jumping and- Sure, but like it took time to do that. You could have done. You could have said something. You could have done something. Has it something. been in Vons's nature to stop Ericene from doing anything yet? Mm. Hard to say. <laughs> At any rate, you're, you're a few minutes of spider climb. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that that's how that dynamic works. All right, so yeah, uh, Vons is going to go ahead and explore quickly. What's on that other end of the ledge? So because you only have a few minutes, you kind of, you clamber up, you get to a corner where there's just wall, wall, and the catwalk turns 90 degrees to follow the wall. And you see that it extends. Basically, because your dark vision is like 60 feet, so it extends beyond the range of your dark vision beyond that. Okay. But it does seem to be intact over here. All right. And there's just no connection of catwalk leading to it. We just have to ropes course our way over there. There was once upon a time, but yeah, Ericene discovered that basically the easy way to get across that you all could have easily managed didn't work out and then <laughs> didn't nail the jump. So, hmm. Any yeah. cog marks up there? Are there any cog marks up here? Make an intelligence check and the difficulty is going to be a little bit higher because you're in a hurry. Okay. 
Yeah, no pressure or anything. Well, I rolled a two anyway, so... Uh, okay. You don't see any, and you can feel kind of the tingle that lets you know that that spider climb is about to wear off. All right, so I'm going to get to a safe place. Okay. Can I get back to the group? Yeah, if you if you hustle, you can get back before your spider climb wears off, which I kind of was assuming was your plan. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting to the next place, I don't know, it could be kind of useful, but then I couldn't communicate that well, and yeah. 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 So you head back? Yep. All right. Fawn's returns. Of course, I relay all of the information as I know it. Yeah. So Vons gets back, is relaying this information, and Erisene coughs and regains consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you guys okay? (laughs) We're not the ones we need to worry about. Ah, fine. Oh, oh, good. I don't feel good. Oh, that's too bad. That's because you had a mass. You had something like a concussion. Yeah, oh. you hit your head real hard when you. Oh my oh. god! Okay, yeah, you're, you're gonna be okay now. Vons took care of you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just seen him. He uh, he scampered down that wall and uh, grabbed you and uh, dragged you out of the fire and. Uh, Wait. Yeah. I turn to Vons and I'm like, you had spider climb oil? <laughs> Still? <laughs> and yeah, I for fucking jumped and seemed to have not made it. You seemed to know what, you seemed to think you knew what you were doing, so. Yeah. I, I'm not, not gonna stop you. You're smart. And you chose to be an asshole. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, never mind using my last cure light wounds or anything. Don't worry about that. It'll just gonna be over here. I didn't have to do that <laughs> if you had thought, oh, maybe I should be helpful first instead of so, later. Uh, so yeah, you hit your head and you're, uh, you're, you're, yeah, uh, you should lie still, not, not get so, uh, worked up because, uh. <laughs> Gotta make it worse. Yeah, I'm mind your blood up. pressure. Your wounds aren't held together that well. Also, Erosine, um everyone's basically a murky silhouette to you right now, but that is not the concussion. That is just you lost your main light source. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. I if I like try to like lift my arms, like it kind of. I feel like it probably kind of doesn't work because I have zero hit points and I believe that means I cannot take actions. So. Is that accurate? So she didn't take any burn damage at all, right? Correct. She did not take burn damage. And that would have been part of the uh, negative damage that she was at already. Right. But yeah, the coat at like the hip or so is charred in one place. But Erisine herself is probably fine except for maybe like a little bit of a like hotspot or something, but no actual burns, just discomfort. And honestly, the healing took care of that. Yeah, so uh, to quote the book, zero of hit points, character or monster passes out, but we're bypassing that because you had the magic returning. stuff, which means, quote, those so wounded, if still conscious, congratulations, Erisine, can do a little more than crawl from the battlefield or call out for help. 
you can move half your normal move rate, but you cannot participate in combat, cast spells, turn on dead, or any strenuous or demanding action. So, so yeah, I basically can't take any action, like actual actions. Right. You can you can sit up. If someone is helping you, you can walk. But you basically are sore slash hurt all over, especially in, mm-hmm. you know, your back and your butt and back of your head, all of which are really useful for moving around and not feeling pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Snack yeah. your it. All right. So I think the thing that we've learned from all of this is that when Aaron has a headache, things go badly <laughs> for Aerosene. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. babe. Uh, so Grix is going to take a copper piece and cast light on it and uh, make a quick wish and flip it off into the uh, the water. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. Without... Consulting anybody. I did. I asked. I asked her before, like, didn't answer. <laughs> when? That's, that's because Aerosene woke up. Hey, hey, wait. Hey, wait. Yeah. 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 Text, text me your wish. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, I can't because my phone's in the other room. That's fair. Tell me at some point can, what your I wish I can was. whisper it on uh, roll 20. Aw. That's a good wish. Mm-hmm. So, um... You can throw that thing down. Yeah, I throw it away. Like, like I'm not just dropping it straight. I like, like yeah, pitch it you, out. Uh, you get some distance between yeah. it and... I imagine you're kind of putting it about like halfway between the catwalk and the, the gold crystal. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, a little less exactly. because of that dim light, but yeah. Exactly, um, yeah, So yeah, yeah you, you throw it down. I look up the light spell. Is this like a kobold's ability or something? Nope, he's an illusionist. Nope. Well, you made a wish. Oh. That's what, what I meant. The, that's an That doesn't mean the wish ability. is going to come true. Was you that made just a wish. flavor? Was that's that just flavor. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, uh, kobolds actually use wish as a spell-like ability once per day. Yeah, once per day I get wish. <laughs> <laughs> it this is why for... I was confused. <laughs> I, I, I wish Erisene had a fucking Evangelion, so it doesn't matter that you can't move too good. <laughs> oh, God. I've been watching Please that. no. Please <laughs> no. I really don't want to play in that game. <sighs> I wish for an apparatus of Qualish. But we could switch to the Remnants rule set, which I've never gotten a chance to play. Uh, okay, so not as much as a torch. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you throwing it down there, you kind of had, you know, when there's lights and pools and it throws up that cool shifting light on the walls. Yeah. You get that, not all the way up to where you are. They're far more distinct down below. And make an intelligence check, please. Okay. Ooh! 21. Oh, I could hear Wit from the other room. I got that excited. almost never happens. 21. <laughs> 21. Highlighted stat. Yeah, so you notice after you throw that coin down there, one of those kind of series of ripples slash disturbances slash splashes slash whatever. Mm-hmm passes directly over the coin, mm-hmm. but you don't see anything. There's no shadow, anything like that. You just kind of watch the disturbances pass directly over the coin. Ah, invisible sharks. All right, I got a couple of other ideas, but uh, if, if people are upset that I threw that in there, uh, I'll uh, 
I'll avoid doing the others. Or I could talk about them. I could say out loud what I intend to do. That works too. <laughs> Sounds uh, fake, but okay. <laughs> I was I was thinking of uh, casting message and uh, trying to ch- chat with whatever's down there if it's smart. I don't know. Maybe someone's stuck down there, uh, or if it's if it's a semi intelligent sort of thing, chat with it for a sec before, you know, while it's still down there. Anyway, uh, or I can also uh, make a make an image of uh, a person down in the water. And uh, have it splash around a bit and uh, see if uh, something happens to it. I don't think your illusion can interact with other objects. No, but I can make illusionary water that splashes. That's fair. Yeah, it just wouldn't shift the actual water they're in. Correct. If that makes a difference. And confuse the fuck out of whatever is down there. I can see the thing moving, (laughs) but I can't feel the the water moving. Fucking weird, bro. I like that character. I want to know who that guy is. <laughs> we'll meet him at the dumpster later. Very excited. Because that's what this game needs is more NPCs. Uh huh. I say that like I'm not 100 percent good at it. Hundo P NPCs. Sorry, what? what? More quirky NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has quirks. Yeah. No, that wasn't a bad statement. That was. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try the image thing if uh, if you all are okay with it. Yeah, it sounds right. like a good idea, actually. Right. So while the light spell is still on, I'll uh, cast silent image of a person. What kind of person? Like a a human. I I make it look like my impression of Richard Stanton, having never met him. <laughs> from when I made that joke, oh, look at me, I'm Richard Stanton. I'm a human. And you think he's a human? Yeah. <laughs> Does he have a goatee? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like um, he looks like Robert Downey Jr. That's so perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> like a like a slightly like a like a slightly hefty Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, gotta have the kingly amount of heft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so uh, so my my version of my mental image of Richard Stanton. Drops into the water, and uh, from forty feet above the water, because that's the range of the illusion, the illusionary space. God damn! Silent image has a really long range. I, yeah. I think it's from the casting point, but you can put the casting point four hundred fifty feet away. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then it is a forty feet plus whatever per level bubble that I get to play stuff in. So yeah, so I can like I can make a whole fucking sound stage worth of visuals. A football field away. Yeah. I think it's 70 feet on each side. Something like that. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been treating the per level as per character level, which I'm not sure is accurate, but I've been enjoying doing. I um, think so. So you cast this out. So yeah, so this splashing in the water, there's uh, there's no sound from it, unfortunately, but I figure it being in the light and with the water splashing everywhere and yeah. I yeah. figure it'll, it'll attract attention from anything in the water. I think it takes a little while. Okay. At least a minute or two. That's cool. And then you see one of the kind of lines of disturbance mm-hmm. pause next to it or mm-hmm. near it mm-hmm. and then move really quite quickly onto exactly where it is. And then it would be I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, have all of you been to salmon hatcheries? <laughs> I've seen them. 
I have I've actually. Yeah. Seen pictures of them. Like the the frothing. Yeah, when you like throw food in, and then there's yeah. just a billion things there. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah, it basically becomes a frothy mess pretty quickly. Ah. Kind of waves erupting everywhere. It's like tiny probably, waves. Yeah, so it's probably like a swarm of somethings that are uh, uh, attacking the space. Is my takeaway? Maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's good down there. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it's bad. Whatever that is. <laughs> and that's when the- y'all hear an absolutely piercing screech that makes your eardrums hurt. Oh God! Oh shit! Oh Jesus! Oh God! I think the alarm went off. <laughs> oh no! It ends. Oh okay. And it sounds. Animalistic. It sounds like a vocalization, not a uh, mechanically produced noise. Did it come from the water? Sure seems that way, yeah. Cool. Uh, whoops. Grixton woke it up. Uh Uh-oh. And why don't we wrap our episode there? Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. If you want to see the website, that's primaryattribute.com. If you want to write us letters of complaint or questions or concerns, or maybe you're just really worried about us and want to see what's going on, you can write to letters at primaryattribute.com. If you want to see our Facebook page, that's at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod. Our Twitter is at primeattribute. Not primary attribute, prime attribute. Don't get it confused. If you want to see our dank memes, that's at primaryattribute.tumblr.com. And Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our logo was designed by me. That's Adam. Our theme music was composed by Erin. She's awesome. Editing this week by Ian. Thank you, Ian. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. That is where we ended, and I'm so sorry to whoever is editing this episode, because good lord, that was disconnected. No, that was pretty concise. As someone who <laughs> it, it often was. edits recaps, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I don't cut anything out. <laughs> that is a good cliffhanger. Yeah, I that's a pretty good one. It's <laughs> fine. I got plans. And then Nara shows up and yells cliffhanger and then just scary. <laughs> I mean Nara quick solution, we just push Nara in and then book it. <laughs> oh, I need her. For secret reasons. Did you hear that, Nara Aerosene Shippers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,